Welcome to the Lead Me On podcast, where we give you practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. My name is Lori King-Taylor, and I'm here with my co-host, Lori Gorell. For more than 25 years, we've been educating and coaching individuals who want to transform the way they lead. Join us each week as we provide inspiring conversations to help you increase your capability to lead with greater impact and influence. Get ready. It's time to lead me on. Hello, Lori King-Taylor. Hello, Lori Gorell. How are you on this beautiful, sunny Southern California day? I am fantastic. I'm so glad. I am fantastic because I get to be with you and your fantasticness rubs off on me. (sighs) Flattery will get you dinner. Oh, good. I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really excited to spend the next little bit of time with you as we talk about emerging leader and the importance of organizations developing their leaders. Why is it important to have a program? I think it's a disservice to an organization to not have something in place to be developing the future of their company. Well, and there was a study done by the Society for Human Resources Management a few years ago that talked about what were some of the top reasons people leave organizations. And one of those top reasons was lack of training lack of professional development, they couldn't see upward movement within the organization. And I think you'll hear that too when you're interviewing. You'll say, why are you leaving your current or former position? And so many times over and over what I've heard is there wasn't opportunity for me to grow. There was nowhere for me to go. I, I didn't see where my future was heading. So you have these high potential employees who are looking for growth, who want to become leaders within the organization, and you're losing them because you're not taking the time to develop them and show them that there's a path to that higher level position. Yeah. And for our conversation today, I think we'll make it clear that we're talking about the mid-level managers that are moving into upper management or executive level management that will do something completely separate on what some organizations term emerging leaders as their subject matter experts going to supervisors. So we'll do that separate. So when you're thinking about those high potential mid-level managers in the organizations that you work with, how do you identify those? The one most recently, I think there's two primary categories. And I think the one I saw just this week is individuals were identified with very specific things already identified that we want them to grow in in these areas. And we agreed on an assessment path to be very clear on the gaps that we can close. Yeah, and I think there's a couple of ways we can do that, right? So we can develop, identify individuals and develop them on a very individual level or we can identify individuals and put them into a group process and train them, develop them as a group. And there's a lot of benefit if your organization's of the size to have the group, to have a structured program 
And there's a couple of different ways to even look at putting that kind of structured program together. You know, one of the organizations that I work with, or, or actually a couple of the organizations I work with, we do a lot of this group development. Besides the training and the coaching that we'll get into here in a little bit that go along with it, the importance of that group is the networking that they get from being a part of that group and learning together. Because if it is a large enough organization, they're going to grow together. So they're going up the ladder together and that networking and being a part of something together is going to be really critical to the future. I think it really strengthens the fabric of the organization when they do that. And really people who feel that they are being developed and and they're part of something bigger than they are, that's what keeps people around and engaged and wanting to stay at a company. It does. And then if you aren't large enough to have this group development, you can still have a very productive, very high meaning development program on an individual level where you're just taking one person and you have identified that this one person is going to be your next executive director. This person's going to be the next. And then you dive down very specific with that particular individual. And sometimes you can find at local universities, local colleges, programs that are being put on where you can send one, two, or three leaders to a group program where there are people from multiple organizations. And that is great networking as well. And those are structured, pre-planned leadership development programs that I, I know both of us have offered before through universities. So when we think about these programs and we're talking with our audience about how to structure these programs. Let's talk a little bit about what we've done with our clients in structuring and and what that looks like and what we've done, you know, with organizations such as the colleges we work with and so forth in teaching these classes. What a good emerging leader program structure really looks like. I have found six to 12 months and Setting that time frame, I think, is really critical so that you know how much time you have to get in the key critical elements. Because if it's only six months, you need to be really super targeted in how you deliver the material. Whereas if you have a year, there is more time to for practice and experimentation. And I think that practice is key. One of the things that I really try to get across to my clients when we're developing one of these emerging leader programs is that coaching element in addition to training. So if you've got six months to a year, like you said, if you've got a year, you've got longer, you have a a training program, you give them, let's say we're in that group session and you, you do a training program on emotional intelligence. And then you have this individualized coaching. I use an emotional intelligence assessment. We've done training. And then we spend one-on-one time coach leader and really hone into putting what you're learning in the classroom into play and having a coach that you can bounce ideas off of, talk about pain points and problems that you've had along the way, situations that come up where you can pick up the phone and call your coach and say, okay, I'm dealing with this you know, let's talk through that. That really, I think, takes that training program, that subject that you've taught and putting it into action in real time, which helps seal more retention 
for how to use the newly developed skills. And it personalizes it because it's targeted around using the emotional intelligence as an example. Not everyone is going to have the same results from that assessment. So it's that opportunity to zero in for that individual so they get the most out of it. And there is a statistic, and I can't recall it offline, but there's something along the lines of training coupled with coaching is, I believe the figure is 80% more effective. Absolutely. Because if you think about when you sit through a training program, your, your mind is in and out, right? It's like, I think every seven seconds, I, you leave the room. And when I say you leave the room, your mind wanders. <laughs> you, you're, I'm like, oh, some AD&D showing? Yeah. So you, you might still be sitting in the room, but your mind wanders. And, and most people are able to bring it right back. And when I talk about this in class, everybody all, always laughs because, and I'll even ask them, you know, raise your hand if you've already left the room. And, and we giggle and laugh about it, but it's, it's reality. So some things are missed. And we've done a previous podcast on communication. So communication might not have made it all the way around because of this, that coaching, you're able to fill in those gaps that might've been missed, but you're also able to clarify and how that is actually used in the workplace in certain situations. Right. And I also think that there is a lot of value in having peer meetings for people that are in the group between the training sessions. I think there's a lot of value for them to stay together, ask each other questions, um, perhaps bring some of their challenges that they have discussed in coaching. So everyone's learning from each other, not just at the once a month or once every other week program, continuing it. Absolutely. And we have set up in several of the companies that I work with, we have set up a communication portal just for that class. So that class can continue to work together and continue to ask questions, continue to share things that they have learned uh, from coaching or things that they've learned or asking, hey, I'm in this situation. What have you guys dealt with? You know, have any of you been in this situation? So having that communication portal so that the peers do. And I think it's important to encourage them to network outside of class go to lunch together after work session where they're, you know, going for drinks or dinner or, you know, just making sure to continue to be together. Right. And because it continues to strengthen that fabric of them developing as leaders, making your organization stronger. And both within the organization, if this is that larger organization where they're coming together, or if this is an individual that's attending an emerging leader program, they're still building that network that's going to be crucial to them, people that they can call on in the future that might not even be in their industry or their organization. And that brings to mind, and I've done this program for like that, that community where people, companies can send onesie twosies and also for an organization as one group and having them do a cohort case study or a group project. And the way we framed that with the the public offering, we very intentionally split people from the same teams that came from the same organizations to make sure it was very diverse teams. And they got together and looked at a community project that that small group could do together. And they we started it at the beginning of the, the six to 12 months. In this case, it was 12 months. We started it at the beginning 
so that they could be at incremental stages throughout the year. And by the end, they were presenting the, the results of their program. When we did that within one single organization, their cohort project had a significant impact. So they worked on it continuously throughout and they made a big organizational change together. So just in checking in with that group every now and again, they're doing amazing things, but they got a lot of visibility on that project and really felt like they were contributing to something pretty major. And in addition to that, along the way, they're honing some of the very skills that you're teaching, problem solving, communication, decision-making, getting along with personalities that are not like yourself. So that they, in that small group, they're experiencing all of that as you're teaching it. Yeah. So when we, we get to the conflict module, they're like, oh, that, that would have been better. And so the next, <laughs> <laughs> the next time they use their, their conflict skills. Right. So not only are they putting it into play back on the job, but you're kind of forcing them to put it into play through these small group projects. So it's kind of a win-win. The community wins, the organization wins, the individuals win through these small group projects, which I think is fantastic. Another component to consider is mentorship. I think this is huge because it is, I would call it the after program, right? So that you're not saying, okay, we're done you know, graduation happened, you're off on your own, do great things. With that mentor, you're able to have someone still holding you accountable, still pushing you forward and keeping things alive. Right. So the mentor goes with you through the program in addition to your coach. So a mentor is different than the coach and they go with you through the program, but they stay with you long after the program. The group that we did at a research lab, their managers and mentors came to the graduation and they all said a little something about their person and the development that they saw over the year. I I love that idea. I love the graduation and having them there. It's kind of like having your mom and dad, you know, come to your high school or college graduation. You know, there's another component uh, that I've used in several of the organizations that I've worked with that we also give them a reading assignment. So there's a book on leadership that at that point is important for that group, whether it's something going on in the world of business or whether it's issue they're tackling, you know, within the organization or whether it's just leadership in general. So you're adding that whole other element you know, I'm a huge advocate of reading. I think leaders are readers. And the more you read and implement, the better that you are. So we add this whole component of why it's important to be a reader and why it's important to continuously look for development on your own through books. That reminds me of a a group we worked with. And each month, there were, it just happened to be 12 per people in the group. So each month, one of the people, we signed up right away, they would pick what, an article, leadership article. They would share that article out with the rest of the group. And then when we came back together the next month, they would lead a discussion on that leadership article and set the tone for the next person that would be doing that. 
And it, it reinforced that reading, but also for them to be seeking out the material because it exposed them to so much that's out there. Because when you start researching leadership books or leadership material, it's an endless big C. So by them picking one targeted thing at a time, they got a pretty wide range of, of information. And at the same time, you've empowered them because yeah. you've allowed them to make that decision and then they get to share their voice things that they think are important with their peers, but it also enhances their presentation skills, which are critical for leaders. So by having to give this presentation, you know, they are practicing having to stand up in front of people and present. And lead a discussion, asking targeted questions and engaging people. Right. Not just a lecture. Yeah. Because most presentations should not be just a lecture. The, this is something that it could even be a beginner step to developing if you do not have an emerging leader program already in place. The book study that you mentioned, having that, that book where everyone was enrolled in, in one particular book for leadership development, or it's the idea of the article a month and having a group that does this. That's something that's like a, a step any organization can take. Absolutely. A monthly book club. Yes. Where you, you know, whether you kind of, this is the book we're reading this month or whether you allow, you know, your individuals to choose a book, that's something you can easily do. And it doesn't cost you any money. Exactly. Because training and development is usually down on the list for getting budget. And if there's a budget crisis, it's the first to go. It is the first to go. So finding these ways to get something started until you can get your budget approved for a bigger program. So let's talk about what are some practical solutions for developing your emerging leaders? Well, I think the very first thing to do is defining what does emerging leader mean in your organization? Because we already know there's several different definitions of that. So determine what that is for you. Look for your high potential. The second would be look for your high potential. Who's going to lead your organization in the future and being able to really identify those people because you want to keep them. You don't want them leaving to go to your competitor because they offer development and you don't identify who those are and train them, get them some, some development. And third really look at developing a structured program that includes the training, coaching, and the the mentoring that goes along with it to really help all of this sink in and just become part of the DNA of these high potential leaders. So if you are interested in having one of us talk to you in more detail about how your organization can develop an emerging leader program, reach out. You can find Lori Gorell at upwardsolutionscc.com and Lori King-Taylor at trinityperformancesolutions.com. This has been fantastic. Once again, thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, we would so appreciate a review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. If you're interested in knowing more about our upcoming events or working with one of us personally to transform the way you lead, visit our websites. For Lori King-Taylor, visit trinityperformancesolutions.com. And for Lori Gorell, visit Upward 
solutionscc.com. Until next week.